Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It is Friday, July 1st, and this is People Every Day. Happy Friday, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein. And just like all of you, in my head, it is already the holiday weekend. We've already begun. (laughs) But no, seriously, back here in the moment, we've got a great show planned for you. And for those of you who are traveling this weekend, we've got some travel tips and tricks from our home and travel editor, Mackenzie Schmidt. I am very excited for this weekend, but I am even more excited for today's show. So let's dive right in. That is the song that blew up on TikTok in December, and I, like so many others, had it on repeat. R&B artist Money Long has come a long way. She was an independent artist when her breakout single, Hours and Hours, hit number one on Billboard's Hot R&B Songs chart. And since then, she's signed with iconic label Def Jam Records. Now, she has a new EP out today, Public Displays of Affection 2. Well, I'm so excited because she is here with me now. So, hey, Money Long, welcome to the show. Hey there, how are ya? I am great. Congratulations on your new EP, Public Displays of Affection 2. Your fans have been waiting patiently, but I want to know a little bit of your backstory before we jump into everything you have going on now. Well, it's about 17 years of trying. Got my first real sort of try around 19, but before that I was like uploading videos on YouTube and my space and, you know, just trying to sing for whoever would listen. And then I got discovered off YouTube and signed to Capitol Records 2008 and then released my first single. And then the hype kind of went away and I was like, oh no, I don't want to go back to the country. What do I do? And then I started writing songs and that blew up for me. (laughs) I did that for like 10 years and then I just had enough. And I decided with my husband that we would start a label. And we didn't know what we were doing. We just knew that eventually something would work. And it took us two years. And that's exactly what happened. One of the songs blew up. Now here we are. I want to talk about just the message that you hope your fans will get from this album. Definitely all about love. The whole project is centered around relationships and the different stages, levels of relationship. And I just decided, like, now I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be myself. I'm going to talk about what I know, which is genuine and authentic to me, love and relationship. And it's working. I think what people don't realize is, like, there's billions of people in this world. And at least... A couple million of them are going to be very similar to you, have similar dreams, aspirations, perspectives. So you just have to be yourself and those people will find you. Well, you have 
clearly a, a beautiful love story of your own, but I heard that Hours and Hours is based on your friend's relationship, right? Actress and Empire alum, Breezy, and her fiancé, Chris Amore. So, so how did that come about? I still am coming to grips with just the way that people have embraced the song and really owned it. People have sort of come up with their own meanings for the song. Like in the beginning, a lot of people thought it was a sapphic love song. They thought it said hers and hers. And it was very hard for me to like argue with that because that's what everybody thought. So yes, Breezy is a friend of mine. And her wife actually did my makeup for the cover of PDA2. So we're very close. And they heard the music first. So she gets on live the next day listening to the music. She has millions of followers. And then she posted a video a few days later of her and Chris and just all their like beautiful moments together. And I posted that and I was like, see, this is the reason why I wrote this song. And people just like took it and ran on TikTok. They still think that is me in the video with Breezy. I'm like, I look nothing like Chris. That's crazy. (laughs) Everyone collectively agreed that you killed it at the BET Awards on Sunday. I watched from the audience and it was just beautiful. So what was running through your mind? Because this was a big entree, right? I grew up watching BET, especially the BET Awards. I was just like grateful from step one. was just like, I'm here. I already won. And then we were paying tribute to the wonderful, iconic Lola Falana, legendary showgirl, Vegas performer, Broadway star, incredible voice, well-known in the 70s for just her incredible abilities. And I'm working with Frank Gatson, Jaquelle Knight, and J.R. Taylor, who are incredible movement coaches, creative directors, worked with some of the most amazing people in the business, most notably Beyonce, but they brought the reference to me and was like, you remind me of, you remind us of Lola and this is what you need to be doing. And immediately I fell in love with it. And I'm so glad that we went with that because not only is it Black Music Month, but you know, just being able to shine a light on such a wonderful talent. Well, lastly, I have to ask you this question because it comes up, even though it's it, this question is dead, but the whole idea about R&B being dead. How does it feel to be the proof against that? I'm grateful for all the people who held the space open for so long, like Giza, Kehlani, Chris Brown, Giveon, to name a few. I don't think R&B was ever dead. I just think that music evolved. People play with sound in different ways. I wasn't afraid to like really go back and play with some of those sounds that we were used to growing up. And I think that's what people were missing is they really wanted that late 90 or early 2000s vibe back. Listen, I'm a Black woman doing R&B music, 33 years old, independent, with a mid-tempo ballad that went number one, which is all things that the music industry will tell you is doomed to fail. It just shows like anything is possible. You know, do what's in your heart. Oh, I love it. This is amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. 
Now, this is one of the busiest weekends for traveling this summer. Whether you're going on vacation this weekend or you have that big family trip coming up around the corner, you need to be prepared for any and everything out there. Coming up, we are joined by people's very own Mackenzie Schmidt to give you some tips on what to do if you find yourself stranded at the airport. But first, it's 4th of July weekend, and I can already smell the grills in my neighborhood heating up. Seriously, is there anything better than walking down the street in the summer and smelling everyone's barbecue grills just churning out that good food? Yes, the only thing better is being in their backyard and having a taste of it. (laughs) Well, coming up, we are joined by famed musical director and playlist aficionado Ray Chu, who shares the must-play music for this weekend's cookout. I mean, good food and good music, they just go together. We will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. If you watch Dancing with the Stars or American Idol, then you have definitely heard the musical genius of our next guest, Ray Chu, is the man behind the musical direction on some of our favorite television shows, specials, and events when he is not playing with one of your favorite artists or fundraising to help musicians who have been out of work due to the COVID-19 pandemic. He is focusing on his next big project. Luckily for us, that happens to be the Macy's 46th annual 25-minute fireworks display airing on NBC. July 4th. Joining me now to fill us in on some of the wonder we can expect to see and hear on Monday is Ray Chu. Welcome, Ray. Hello, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Well, let's start with the Big Bang. <laughs> Living in NYC, the 4th of July fireworks are something you have to see. But what can we expect from this year's show? Growing up in New York, this is a wonderfully great and exciting event. I, I remember always going down to the East River and just watching in, in wonderment and how this glorious thing would happen. So given the opportunity to work with Macy's and NBC and all the folks there, they asked me to come on and curate a wonderful musical journey that would speak about my experiences with the 4th of July fireworks thing. So in this score, you're going to hear some wonderfully unique flavors and tastes. Of course, all of the wonderful, grand things that you expect from, you know, from the fireworks and from the 4th of July. Thank God it's a wonderful, glorious day. Star Spangled Banner, all these wonderful things. And then you're going to hear Thelonious Monk. You're going to hear Tijuana. You're going to hear the music of John Coltrane and Carlos Santana, and some bluegrass, and some country rock, and some Springsteen, all kinds of stuff that I decided to 
you know, I just wanted to put this in this great stew. So I'm really excited about this. We're getting into this holiday weekend. All of us are excited musically. Uh, what do you say for the barbecue? Like what should be on the playlist? What do you have on your playlist for your barbecue? Oh, when I have a barbecue, I, I go I go old school. I'll put on some Marvin Gaye. Got to give it up. Got to have a outstanding body gap band. I got to put that on. Ain't no stopping this now. You know, I, I go old school with that. That gets the part at my barbecue. I love it. I love it. And you have so much else going on as well. So just take us into a little bit of like just the passion project that's on your heart right now. We have a foundation called Power to Inspire. And our purpose and our mission is to seed the music community with the next generation of music makers, business lane and, and people who are creative. And so we are really charged with that. We start our summer program in a few weeks. Uh, you, people can go on and get information, power2inspire.org, and they're really going to be really doing some wonderful things in the industry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ray, thank you so much for being here with us. And, and remember, everyone, check out NBC on the 4th of July to hear what he has set to those fireworks. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Summer travel is here, and it has not been as easy as many of us hoped it would be as we get out of hibernation and start to see the country and the world again. This past weekend, more than 1,500 flights were canceled, according to FlightAware, with another 800 this past Monday. And with COVID still impacting staffing at airlines and air traffic control rooms, there are numerous reasons travel is super tricky these days. And I gotta say, as a parent, it just makes it harder on not only myself, but my kids when we are stranded somewhere, especially if that place is an airport. So what do you do? Here to discuss how to navigate through modern day travel nightmares is People's Home and Travel Editor, Mackenzie Schmidt. Welcome back, Mackenzie. Hey, Janine, how are you? Good, good. Well, first of all, let's talk about booking flights. Is it true that there are better days to book flights than others? And does that mean there are also better days to travel on than others? There are some legends out there about Tuesday morning being the best time to shop for flights. But of course, it can't really easily be proven concretely. It certainly doesn't hurt to check the flights at times that there is likely low demand. Also good to note, sites do keep track of what you search for. So if you're checking back repeatedly for flights, definitely search for flights incognito mode or clear your cookies so that you're not sort of being tracked, that you're looking for the same destination. But the best advice I can give is to shop around. Look at the travel aggregator sites like Expedia, and the airline's own websites to compare your flight prices. And then another piece of advice is to look at sites like Skyscanner or Scott's Cheap Flights. Sites like this will show you the lowest fares and even mistake fares. And others will show you options that combine flights on different airlines to find the lowest combined flight price. And then is there a better day to actually travel on? Airports are definitely going to be busier, of course, on weekends and holidays when people have the time off to travel. Flying midweek should be a much calmer experience. Also flying first thing in the morning will help you avoid delays, which are mostly caused by late inbound aircrafts due to weather or mechanical issues. But mornings are also a very busy time at airports. So if you hate crowds and aren't in a rush, weigh your options, you may want to fly at night. Got it, got it. Well, and what about destinations or airports um, that you might want to avoid or on the flip side, that might be the safest bet when it comes to getting around major weather issues these days. There are definitely airports that get kind of a bad rap for having a lot of delays or just being overcrowded and crazy. 
And as the airports that you'd expect, it's the biggest hubs in the country, Chicago, New York, Atlanta, LA. But in terms of what you can sort of plan to avoid is weather. So don't fly to the Caribbean during hurricane season. You may want to be careful about flying to the Rocky Mountain states when there's potentially a blizzard. But in terms of airports, obviously your smaller airports like le- less likely to have delays or at least to have a less likely stressful experience. But you sort of have to weigh your options. And a lot of times you have to fly through those big hubs to get where you need to go. This is a scenario. You're at an airport, you're far away from home, and your flight is canceled, and you have screaming kids. We've all been there. And you are just trying to figure out what to do next. Do you wait at the airport? Do you check other airlines? Or do you say, screw it, you know, and just try to make a night of it outside the airport in whatever town you're in and just do something spontaneous? Yeah, so your flight is canceled The first thing you want to do is try to rebook in person in the airport with the agent. If your flight is canceled, there's very likely going to be a very long line of people trying to do the exact same thing in the exact same spot. Some airlines are doing this cool thing where they'll have like a QR code or something in the airport physically that you can scan that connects you with an agent immediately so you're not going through their main customer service line. If they don't have that, I would still recommend calling customer service right away, like while you are in the line in the airport trying to rebook. I've also seen people suggest DMing the airline on Twitter and getting a really fast response that way. So if you're looking to rebook your flight as soon as possible, come at it from all angles. Wow. DMing the airline. I love it. It works. I mean, it reportedly works. It's also good to have a backup plan in place before you even leave for your trip, especially if you're traveling with kids or older family members or people who might need assistance. With the environment that we're in right now, with how air travel is going this summer, I would say look at alternative modes of transportation in the area that you're going to be. So if your flight is canceled or dramatically delayed, you'll know, is there a train? Is there a bus? Is there a ferry? Can I get a rental car easily? So you have your sort of contingency plans in place and you're not panicking when the inevitable happens. Smart, smart. And, and I've seen this on Instagram, this hack for getting your hotel stay taken care of by the airline. Is that true? So if your flight is canceled and rebooked for the next day, you should get a hotel and meal voucher from your airline. And know that the Department of Transportation says airlines must reimburse you for a canceled flight, not just give you credit or miles on their airline. So the answer is read the fine print, know your rights, stand up for yourself, push for whatever you can, because there are rules in place for that. If you stay overnight, you should be able to get a hotel meal voucher. The hack is true. I love it. And then lastly, travel insurance, is it worth it? So you have to weigh the cost and benefit for yourself and consider things like how complicated your trip is. If you have a ton of connecting travel and different stays, or you're traveling somewhere that travel is riskier or more unreliable, it really cannot hurt to get travel insurance. I know most travel agents and experts recommend it. If you're traveling with a group that's more likely to need assistance or is less flexible for any reason, also another good case for that. Just make sure you check exactly what it covers. Because if you want insurance that allows you to cancel for any reason, uh, it's going to cost you. (laughs) It's literally called cancel for any reason insurance, and it is the priciest option. Mackenzie, wealth of travel information. Thank you so much for being on and taking us through it. Of course, no problem. 
All right, everyone, before we send you off into this beautiful holiday weekend, we've got one more treat for you. It's July and it is hot out, but our good friend Anna Calderon, People's Digital Food Editor, has the perfect, and I mean perfect way to keep cool and enjoy an adult beverage with her recipe for homemade boozy popsicles. Take it away, Anna. Hey everyone, happy 4th of July. It's gonna be a hot one, so I thought instead of a traditional cocktail, why not make boozy ice pops? These firecracker pops from pastry chef Clarice Lamb are filled with fresh fruit, a little coconut rum, and will keep all your 4th of July guests cool. Start by placing six cups of pitted cherries, three quarter cups of sugar, two teaspoons of lime zest, and four tablespoons of lime juice in a medium saucepan. Heat that over medium high, stirring occasionally until the cherries are soft and the sugar dissolves, about six to eight minutes. Then remove from the heat and transfer the mixture to a blender. Remove the centerpiece of the blender lid to let the steam escape and cover the opening with a kitchen towel. Now process it all until it's smooth, about two to three minutes. Pour the puree through a fine mesh strainer into a bowl and discard anything left in the strainer. Then cover and chill the bowl for about one hour. Now fill your ice pot molds about one third of the way with the cherry mixture and freeze for two hours. Do you see what we're doing? We're gonna layer the red, white, and blue colors. For the next layer, whisk three quarter cups of shaking coconut milk, three quarter cups condensed milk, half a cup dried coconut, six tablespoons of lime juice, and two teaspoons of lime zest in a bowl. Spoon about one and a half tablespoons of the coconut mixture over the frozen cherry mixture into each mold and freeze for another two hours. For the final layer, insert a wooden craft stick into each mold and place three or four blueberries around each stick. Clarice usually just tops these all with coconut water, which is great if you want a kid-friendly option. But for the adults, I say mix one cup of coconut rum with one and a half cups coconut water and pour that into the top of each mold. The final result is a fun patriotic treat that's both a dessert and a cocktail. Get the full recipe at people.com slash food. Thanks, Anna. And thank you all for joining us again this week. I am wishing you all a very happy and safe 4th of July weekend. Wish me luck out here in these New Orleans Essence Fest streets. <laughs> we are off on Monday, but we'll be back with a brand new show for you on Tuesday as we kick off a brand new week of People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Madison Lesby, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Amy Machado, and the great team at Pod People. Edited by Morgan Foose and Carter Wogan. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs, with help from Eliza Sessler and Fallon Harge. Executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. 